<laughs> the struggle is real. Yeah. Hey, Trail. See, we 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 the late shifters. We still up because we've been working. We still alive, baby. Hey, man. Them niggas, the eight o'clockers, they be at work. Well, the nine o'clockers. Hey, we don't get tired, baby. We on demon time. You know what I'm saying? I don't get tired. <laughs> at all. <laughs> well yo it's all safety we back up in this thing it's your boy dj lenny another week another show another day another dollar man uh we're gonna go around the room and introduce who we got in here this week i am already tongue twisting myself with this tequila man i, I ain't even finished my first cup lightweight. I am, bro. Like, this shit is crazy, man. That's what happened when you get you old, man. With Rico, like it's, like, it's normal. I don't be saying shit, but I be like, this nigga Lenny slurring like a motherfucker. Hey, this... Hey, man, I, this tequila... You be having to play a gone, boy. I'm, I'm, I'm a baby. I'm a lightweight now, man. That's what happened when you get older, bro. Like, you start getting heartburn when you drink, so you don't drink as much. You gotta watch what you're eating mm-hmm. and shit, so... Anyway, man, who we got in this motherfucker? Let's go. Y'all already know what it is. God in the building. That's it. He has not been in the business one time that you've introduced yourself, damn it. So you I'm don't believe that I am everywhere at all times. So you don't believe. It. You have no faith. You have little faith. You say you got faith, but you have none. God line it wouldn't look like that. I don't look for what you say. His building wouldn't stick out like that. None of that. Anyways. <laughs> um, I'll be honest with y'all, uh, world. I don't want to call myself a sex symbol no more. Um, <laughs> you know why you don't want to? Why you don't want to say it, Trill? Listen, I know how magnificent I am. Okay, I get it. But I guess I need to just start portraying a little bit more gangster out here. You know what I'm saying? A little bit more, a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Don't 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 play with me. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm gonna tell you. All right. It's one thing to, you know, listen. Women who love women, hey, bless you. Men who love men, bless you. Do your thing. It ain't my place to judge at all. Do y'all thing, baby. We still love you, baby. You still, you still my human blood, my uh, brother and sister, all that good stuff. Um, <laughs> but I don't personally do, you know, male on male. You know, that's not my thing. Um, but you know, everybody, you know, to each his own. This past week, okay, and once again, thank you, ladies, for you know, pictures with the panthers. We still appreciate them. You know, I'm still here. Hey, man, you know, we don't we don't know if them they could be catfishing, hey, bro. We don't we don't you know if all of them is the women in the picture now. We don't know that no more, bro. So we got. Go I never got one pair of boxes. Never. I never got one pair of boxes. You ever. did get the booty but, shorts. But, them could have been but, just. Fuck Courtney for saying that. Fuck Courtney for saying that. All hey. right. Hey Courtney, them wasn't them wasn't uh, booty shorts. Those were boxers. Hey, he he took boy shorts too far, didn't he? Any, any boy shorts that I ever received always had perfume smells on it, so I I, I can't. Hey man, you know, that, that's so that's, men can't wear perfume. That, Dudes I, wear perfume too, man. I never, I haven't been close enough to smell it. Okay, so <laughs> hey, Trey, when you get the panties, do you put them in your face? If I do not. You know, they're just you know there to you know. Continue, you know, sign an autograph, send back to the fan to things like that. Anywho, uh, you know, I happen to get a, not even a DM, um, 
I got a message on my wall this week that said, hey, you're beautiful. Now, let's stop right there. I know that already. All right? We don't have to, you know, I have to have people tell it to me, you know, all the time outside of, you know, ladies. You know, if you're not a lady, you don't need to say that. You don't need to say that. You don't need to say that like that. Um, <laughs> I said, hey, you're beautiful. I, I've sent you friend requests, but you have yet to accept them. Um, I want to other shit, you know, get to know you, whatever, whatever. And it happened to be from a guy. And, you know, I... Fuck all that, Trey. That nigga got on a public post and called you beautiful. <laughs> you are beautiful. I read that bitch three, four times, my nigga, before I, before I, before I realized, like, really, really, it settled on me. Like, this, I just got tried on, on in public. This is happening. I am your conscious. <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment I was just like, you know, I knew out the world's number one sex symbol. But now maybe I'm, maybe I'm the universe's number one sex symbol at this point. Like, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's so, gone. Uh, so you gone feel gone. like because I'm, a I'm nigga not asked you I'm for not, some I'm pussy. Not, I'm not done. My point is, my point is, is that I'm just seeing, I'm, I'm, apparently I'm everyone's fantasy. And I just wanted the world to know thank you. But I don't do that male on male thing, and I. But you know, I wish you all the best. You know, all that good stuff. But that just ain't me. But yeah, I mean, apparently I'm just on a on a level that, you know, everyone wish you can either be with me or or, or be me. You know, and that's okay. Um, you know, I, I get it a lot, and I'm, I'm gonna keep on, you know, keeping on. And I don't. I, I'm really talking and, and just I don't want Rico to spun. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the only reason. I'm still talking. I, just, I ain't gonna I lie to you, bro. That that had to I be one of the comments. Was so that? Be done. Was oh, come on, go ahead, Fofo. Fo, we okay, yeah, we, go, we, go ahead, come on. Let come on talk. talk. It's come on time. To listen, I think we can take the whole sex symbol thing out as a whole after that trail situation. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a hazard. It's, it's hazardous at this point. Hey, listen, man. I feel like you misled us, but we ain't gonna go on that, man. I think we went in on you for a while, man. So we'll let it be. Hey, it started it bright fun. early in the morning, bro. Listen, I don't know how it somebody... It started that twist. night and ended, it started, began, and kept going through the morning. Hey, so. early that morning. I'm talking about as soon as I woke up, I already had 15 messages from the group. Hey, that's good times, man. Good times. <laughs> but I want to send out a shout-out to all my bald-headed hoes out here. Mm-hmm. Listen, put put some sunblock on your scalps. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we out here mm-hmm. all summer long. Hey, and hey, daddy shorts. Hey, Trey, on a, on a scale of 1 to 10, how uncomfortable did you feel reading that a third time? Uh, oh, say that again? On a scale of 1 to 10, how uncomfortable did that make you feel reading that a third time? Let me ask it another way. How did it feel to have a nigga ask you for some pussy? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, hey, that's a very valid question. <laughs> no, that's a bad feeling, man. It, it's it's an awkward. Let me say, let me not say bad. It's it's a very awkward feeling, bro. It, it's 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 like dang. It make you question, like, what am I doing? Hey, did it put your ego at all, true? Like, damn, I got bitches and they shooting at me. I mean, I'm be honest. I had there was a level of uncomfortability because you know I'm not gay. I'm not uncomfortable towards other people who are gay, but I'm just not gay. And, I was just like, I did think, like, damn, do I put out gay tendencies? It's, it's, no, <laughs> I'm saying it, it, it'll, make, I do, it'll make you, you know ask I mean? that. 
I've just, you know, I'm always an outgoing person, but I never felt like I did. I mean, it is what it is. Maybe because I'm a nice guy or something, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, but I mean, but I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, as far as my ego and stuff, you know, I always knew, you know, I, I was everything to everyone. It just, you know, that was just that was just normal. But I just didn't expect a public um I didn't that, expect nobody that at, man, that man shot his shot on a Facebook post in the comments, oh. man. He's like, Hey bro, I've been shooting these fan requests at you and you ain't accepted. He said we're going to do this playing. the easy way or the hard way. Stop playing hard. Stop fucking playing with me and accept my friend request. I, it was not a DM. It was a public on my wall. That <laughs> <laughs> I had to share my experience with Trill, man. It, it's it's awkward, bro. Like that 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 whole thing is still I told y'all. I told y'all about that, right? That I'll yeah. share it with the people, man. Uh, but see, all right, all right. But at least I didn't touch a nigga. And this one, you was rubbing on it. I'm just bullshit. Boy, listen, boy, listen. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, no, don't do that. Don't put that out there in the universe, bro. <laughs> but anyway, we, I'm DJing it still, bro. And um, and you know, it was just one of those nights. It was a good night. And um, there was this dude for I, I remember him from Miles. And he oh, went, he went to Miles College, and okay, I used to DJ their parties over there at Miles. I'm not gonna give up what. You know, it wasn't the cues. It was another frat at Miles. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I used to DJ the parties at Miles, and man, he he came over. He's like, man, you still doing your thing? Like, yeah, man, it ain't gonna stop this, that, another. He's like, man, I need to get you to do one, uh, another one of my parties, man. I was like, bet, man, get my number. Gave him the number. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, that's some more money. New customers, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we grown now, and. uh I leave the club that night. I get the Hey Lenny text. Like, Hey Lenny. I'm like, Oh snap, who is this? Like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, Yeah, what's going on, man? What's popping? And she's like, I said, I keep saying she, but the person on the other end was like, I've always had a crush on you. I was like, Oh, really, man? How long you had? You know, I'm trying, I'm thinking I got to play for the night. I'm like, But then I get to thinking halfway in this conversation. I'm like, what female did I give my number to tonight? Like, I don't know who I gave my number to. I'm still thinking. I'm like, I think everybody I talked to tonight already had my number. Like, I'm I'm scrolling through all the females that came in the DJ booth or that I spoke to on the way out or whatever, whatever. And uh, I said, man, fuck all this back and forth texting and keeping this shit mysterious. I'm finna call. Like, because either we finna get it cracking at night or we ain't, right? You, you texted me at 3 in the fucking morning. I called and it was a dude's voice on the voicemail. And all I had to do was go back. I was like, oh, hell no. I went back to the text message. I said, listen, man, I don't go that way. Like, that ain't that ain't me, man. So I was like, nah, man, if you need me to DJ your party, cool. But other than that, man, we we, we can dead this conversation right now. Like, it, it's it's an awkward feeling. And yeah, Trail. No, nah, because, you know, I know like the original message I was going to send was like, was fucked up. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, all jokes aside. It was, it was it was like fucked up. I was just like, man, why I'm, why I'm like being disrespectful? You know what I'm saying? There ain't no need to be disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm serious, love the nigga shot a shot. Let the nigga know you won't do that and move on. Don't be out here just disrespecting nobody for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right, right. Like, you know, I, I actually, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. There was a, a time um, coming into college, like, I mean, I was homophobic. I didn't. Towards men, oh, that was like, or somewhere else. towards men, like you know, I never had a problem with women doing anything. But towards, <laughs> the, towards men, I was really the double know, standard. Like, it exists. I didn't really disrespect nobody, but I, I didn't. I was like, bro, I didn't. You know, like if I saw certain, I, like don't even come at me on like 
cool shit, none of that. I whatever. But like I said, you know, you, you get older, you grow. You know, I, you know, one homophobic, one homophobic, you know, one people I was talking to at the time actually kind of had friends who were uh, gay, and it was like you know they end up being cool, whatever. They were friends through her, so you know whenever they came over to kick it with her, you know, what's up, bro? Whoop the whoop, and move on. You just kind of grow. Those that's one of the things that I grew past being homophobic and stuff like that. Because you know what? Who are we to be disrespectful and to treat somebody some kind of way because of uh, you know what they prefer? It is what it is. You know, you like I said, it's not your place to judge. So yeah, that was just you know. Hey like man, I said. we live in Atlanta. Has have either one of you other two had a dude shoot they shot at you? Like that? Like I haven't had that happen since I've been in Atlanta. That happened. That scenario happened to me in Birmingham. Has that shit ever happened to you here? Ain't no dude ever looked at you crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to both you and Courtney, man. Ain't nobody came to the dealership and said, mm-mm. <laughs> Ain't um, nobody not, else. Not to come to mind. Not to come to mind. Like, how Like how would y'all handle it if a dude just came and shot his shot at y'all, man? How, how would y'all two handle it? Which one, I mean, whichever one of y'all go I would handle it with Grace like Trill. Honestly, uh, as much shit as we gave Trill, I got mad respect for him. And in the sense of how he handled I would have deleted the message instead of leaving it up there for all his hoes to see. <laughs> Male hoes. No, look, you know what's funny? <laughs> they got competition. It was so funny, because no lie, in my mind, I deleted the motherfucking message. I, I screenshotted it, sent it to y'all to talk shit about it, and I deleted the message. And they was like, I did not delete this message. So Chill just sitting here with this message up here. Oh, he liked this for real. Yeah, you fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> You, you fucking know there's no purpose to continue to have this message up here. <laughs> so I was like, nah, like I, I don't want to delete my post. The post was actually a good post. Nah, sure, you can actually delete the comment. Oh, okay. Slow moment. Slow moment. Did you Slow actually moment. delete the comment? Yeah, I deleted the comment. Oh, okay. I left, my, I left the post. The post was dope. The post was... Question, did post. you know who Bud was beforehand? Uh, Have you ever met him? I've never, never met him. Have you nah, seen his he, friend request? He oh. was saying about the friend request. Let me, let me tell you this. I, I don't I don't know if I saw his friend request, but I don't accept dude requests. Like if I don't know you like a homie, you know what I'm saying? If I, if I maybe if I recall seeing you, you would be like, oh bro, we're cool. Maybe but I don't accept dude requests. I just never did. I just don't it, it was like no purpose in except I never needed to purpose except like dudes that I didn't know, if that makes sense. I mean it is what it is. I just huh? I agree with you. That's my. Yeah, word. I just no, nah, I don't know why why niggas in the talking about this is rude. He don't even be on that motherfucker. What are you talking about? Bro? You know what I'm saying? Like you know, but it wasn't nothing, like I said, not being disrespectful, but it was like it ain't never no need for me. Like it's such a dude request that I it ain't business. I don't know you, whatever. So, but nah, I don't never remember dude request. And I, you know, if he did that for real, he, you know, okay, cool. How how would you react to that, Rico? Like dude, shoot a shot at you right now. I mean, it depends on how he shot the shot, honestly. It just depends on what you say. If he catcalling me like niggas do women sometimes, we probably, <laughs> we might have a problem. You know what I'm saying? But if, if he if he approached me on some respectful shit, what's, I'll decline on some respectful shit. Yeah, like some, some, some crazy shit that niggas do. Ooh. Yeah, we'll probably have an issue. Ooh, red pants. Basically, what I'm saying is if we in public and he do to me what hey, dude what did to you on Facebook. What if he yell like in front of everybody, in front of your customers? Ooh, come here, Zaddy, with the pink shirt. Ooh. 
<laughs> you got me fucked up. That's the, that's the way to go. <laughs> that nigga said if he can't call me, it's a motherfucking problem. <laughs> come here, come here, beard. Come through, beard. Come here, Mister Hat Man. I heard they call you Enriquez. Well, yeah, wow. What'd you say, Trim? I heard they call you Enriquez. Can I touch your beard? <laughs> Hey, speaking of, I don't get tired, man. Did y'all see this little clip from uh <laughs> from Kevin Gates about he was fucking his cousin? Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> no, no, this is this is a real question, Can I ask man. A question? If if Can I ask you question, no, ask, I wanna, before you say it, I want to ask this: Do y'all have a a level of cousin that that is okay? That's like, what I was. That's what I was about to get like to. The fourth or fifth cousin, like like. <laughs> All right, you got your first cousin, then you got your cousin through, like, child, that second cousin, you got the... Ch- Where is that line? Listen, bro. I, once I find out you blood, you blood. Family reunions are a necessity. They, they like, it it, ha- it needs to happen in every black family because it's so many inter- inter- intertwined, intertangled families out here, man, but... Like at what point? Like if you met this chick at at the mall, you hollered at her, get the number. Three months down the line, y'all been you've been clapping these cheeks like crazy, and you invite her over to the family, and your <laughs> grandmama pull you to the side and said, "Boy, that's your motherfucking cousin." What do you do? What is the next thing that you do right there? The the serious next thing you do. If that's your cousin to me, it's like, damn, like this shit dead. Like, shit, this shit dead. Like, real shit, you know what I'm saying? This shit dead. We can't even, you know, shit, we fucking family. Like, that's what it did. <sighs> the playful side of me, like, man, how far down the line is she grab my cousin? If I'm fucking, that means she fucking. <laughs> <laughs> It was it his, almost sound like nah, he was, nah. In he's, between, if you, this, I'm saying if you, if you kind of. So I didn't. I didn't see the story that you saw. The one I saw, okay. he said he brought her around to a family gathering, like a like a barbecue, and his grandmama pulled him to the side, and was like, "Hey, uh, that is your cousin, and that's your cousin because she's one of the kids of your uncle that he don't really fuck with that much. That is actually your cousin, so." I I don't know if it was like first cousin or you know some other cousin down the line or something like that, but the way he told the story, it sounded like it was his first cousin. That's the way he told the story. Now, that that nah, bro. That the how grossed out would you be? If you find out you fucking your first cousin, bro. Like that that shit right there is That's bad. Like for, I feel like everybody, and, they, and they, I know this not true, but almost everybody should know their first cousin. Like, I'll be honest with you, bro. My uncles on my dad's side, if we add up all the kids, it's almost it's almost like 80. 
but that's kind of that's a little different to me. And that, no, well, let me okay, it's not different, but it's like okay, you, you know, Courtney, I, I, like this. You how know, many kids? My, my, how many I kids? Mama, my JD got. So that's why I was about to check. But my my daddy had, and three possible. My brother, my dad, <laughs> my dad had two brothers, one uh, sister. My mama had two sisters. So. I, I grew up with all my mama's sisters. You know, we was all close and stuff like that. And I knew I knew all of my daddy's brothers, children, whatever, and whatever, and and whatever. So it's like I know I kind of knew them, knew of them. So I kind of know that. But it's almost like I, I can see if you're not around your family that much and you don't. You so got Papa was a Rolling Stone. That ain't cool. You know, what I'm saying? nieces, uncles, and uncles and, and and aunties. You like just never was around. That's 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 to me like a different story. I, I mean, I get that though. Well, I'll be honest, man. My uncle that got like the dang near fifty kids, man. Um, I've met probably a good thirty of them. If if any of the ones I haven't really met walk past me, actually some of them that I met that I don't talk to as much, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you who, who they were if they walked up on me right now. You know what I'm saying? Because gotcha. it's so many of them. Um, I'm not saying that. Damn, that I, I like once I find out, like yeah, we we are related, related. It's time to cut it off, bro. It ain't no, it ain't no nah, bro. My grandma, we already fucking. I can't stop, man. The pussy good. No, bro. I wanted to clap them cheeks. I wanted to put my tongue in her booty. That, that's what he said. I wanted to keep putting my tongue in her booty. That, that's, that's the words that came out of his mouth, man. But that's some wild shit to just find out that somebody you've been fucking with for that long is your cousin. You're related. Like, ah, is that, is, ah, that's, that's, I, I can't even, I can't imagine that shit at all. <laughs> that's, yeah, bro. Different, different, different stroke for different folks. He said he was, re- he's ready to stay up in that thing. He's like, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't finna give it up. The, the sex, she must have been throwing that thing on him, giving him that, that Neckalator 3000. <laughs> Yeah, he's riding on her feet. He's just a nasty nigga, bro. Like it. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah, he what, bro? He just a nasty nigga. Yeah, I understand that too. Yeah, that's all it is. He's just nasty. Cause you you got to stop, man. Like you have to with with new information, you should have new ways of thinking and acting. And I mean, like it's no harm in it if you didn't know, but once you know, it's it's fucked up at that point. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that you could just continue to go on doing it. Nah, you just a nasty ass nigga. You just a different person. Courtney been quiet on this part. Judy, are, are, is Judy related to you or something? <laughs> no, I think it's just understood that that shit nasty. So <laughs> <laughs> that nigga Courtney over there like, well, shit, I'm not a married man, nigga. So <laughs> I'm just saying, nigga. This nigga Courtney has one half an inch of his shiny ass head in the camera. This shit is so ridiculous on this fucking screen that we on. I mean, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna question the nigga the way he just looked at you. I was, nah, I ain't gonna say that. I don't want to slap. Her. I don't want to slap me. That's all I'm saying. You don't want no part. You don't want no smoke. Nah, I just, nah, I, just I can just at this point. I just, listen, me and Courtney be finding out more and more stuff about our families knowing each other. I had no idea. Uh, Courtney, mom knew who, who my mama was. Then went to church with us back in the day. Didn't even. I'm like. And then I was like, boy, no wonder she looked familiar. You're like, I remember 
I remember cutting his mama like literally, and then his sister. Remember, like damn, like yeah. I remember these people like all that. I just never remember Gordon. Never. It's a Isn't small that- world, bro. Like, and then like y'all in the same city, so I can only imagine how many times things are intertwined down there. Like, it's it's. So for me, Mobile is a huge city because y'all got more than one high school. <laughs> so, but in the grand scheme of things, y'all it's a huge city for me because y'all had more than one high school. I grew up in Bobville, Arkansas. Oh. We ain't have a one high school, and my graduating class had a hundred and seventeen, maybe. Yeah, nigga, my senior class had like thirty something. <laughs> Are you serious? My 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 year in OC, my last year in OC, I think was the last the year after the. I think we were the last class, if not the class after it was the last class, because they got turned into a preparatory school. People started transferring to other schools and whatever. So it was something going on. I was, like I said, our school was shutting down. That's what kind of happened. But um, And they still let y'all play at 5A or 6A? Well, you got to understand, everybody who played basketball stayed, was still there. So we still, that's and that's like the reason I stayed at Shaw, because my football team had, 13 players on it my senior year, shit like that. Like, it was, it was, it was crazy, bro. Like, we, yeah, it was, and, and no, I'll take that back, maybe 20, 20 some players on my senior football team, but, and it was crazy. Like, of course, I knew all the other players from other schools, you know, Trey, come over here and whoop the whoop, but it was because of basketball. And then, you know. Nigga, I, hold up, hold up, time out. Your football team, your senior year had less than 40 people? Yes. So absolutely. you ain't come off the field? Less than 30. Well, I always play. Um, I always play both. Both. No, both no, sides. no. You literally didn't come off the field. Yes, I always played both sides. That that no, wouldn't. No, that it's, wasn't a, it's a difference between playing both sides and literally not stepping off the field. Like, like well, niggas. But, but, now I know what you mean, but I'm saying like, I that was just who I was, regardless. And it was a whole bunch, it's a whole bunch of mobile players like that, though. Regardless of how many players, and that's Courtney. Regardless of how many players on your team, you had a nigga who was just that deal. He played both sides of the ball, kickoff return, maybe the safety man on kickoff. I mean, I mean, like, it, I mean, we, it, it was plenty of players that was like that, dog. Court, I'm lying. Nah. Niggas played both ways. That's why he's, that's why he's, no lie. Y'all ain't never seen me say stuff in post, post, but like, you nah, know, I, was, I, I, I feel what you're saying, bro. I understand it. Like, them niggas who you talking about probably came off the field for a break every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know. it sound like your ass literally did not leave the field. Like I did not leave that field. <laughs> like with with twenty players, nigga, twenty I think players. I, I think our total count, if I'm not mistaken, was somewhere between twenty three and twenty five players, and that's being like that's kind of. Right our freshman team had fifty song. Trail, did you ever punt or <laughs> kick field goal? <laughs> Did, I did they ever make you punt or kick field goals or anything like that? Well, if I'm not mistaken, I think I did at some time. I don't remember. <laughs> I might. Don't let me. I could have a time or two. <laughs> yeah, so, damn. That's some wild shit, man. Like, that, I could have. Trigger the running back. Trigger the quarterback. Trigger the receiver. Trigger your cornerback. Punt return. Kickoff return. Kickoff. <sighs> All because of basketball. Huh. <laughs> nigga, that had to be the longest senior season ever, bro. Did it y'all was a, did y'all win get, a lot of games? No, but we was uh, <laughs> one or two <laughs> and something. 
in the one or two and something. And when we won, the one or two games we won, they were almost like winning Super Bowl. You know, it was it was like that. So, wow. It was like that, bro. No lie. Of course. I mean, that's prime. That's... My basketball team, I went to state championship my junior year, and then the 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 core of us was still staying. But you know what? You know, it just didn't work out because shit. We was one game away from going to state again, and we didn't do it. So it was like, damn. I kind of wish I would have left. Hey. <laughs> Look, I had London, Jermaine, everybody, CP, everybody, bro. Come on, damn. Everybody from the flow. I still hear motherfuckers talking to this day, Thomas. If, if you, if London, you, London, London said to this day, man, if you would have bought your ass fucking days, we would be all goddamn having state championship ring. I got a question. Who who would you have gone to? Davidson. You, Davidson or St. Paul. But Davidson probably. Davidson probably. Davidson, 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 I don't want to focus, coach, because uh, Coach Hughes didn't want me to come play basketball that just that bad on the team. And then I was like, my my, my partner Justin was over there, my dog, my hey. dog was over there. That I grew up with man. LaFlo had that thump they get too. No, they didn't. The, well, the year I graduated, year you're talking about the year you're talking about is 03 to 04. They had 03 to 04. This might have been sophomore year because this when LaFlo went undefeated for a while. Yeah, they did. So they were nationally ranked when we this were supposed one to. With, uh, this one with Kevin Lindsay. Uh, I don't. Chris I don't Blake. know their names. I ain't gonna lie to I'm, you. I'm telling Courtney. I'm telling Courtney because he recognized some of these people like Chris Blakes, Blakes, uh, Kevin Lindsay. Uh, this was after Willie B left. Uh, yeah, man. It, that, this one they had that little. This had, had Mark Cohn. I think he was on the team. Yeah, I think it was that they had what is that Mookman and uh, what the old boy name is uh, from the floor when Viger and Lafleur used to battle. Mookman went to Viger though, didn't? It? That's why I said when Viger and Lafleur used to go. At it. Yeah, but this 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 that year Lafleur just went. They was they went stupid for a while. They was they was crazy dumb. I think Shane. That, that, His name Shane. Is Shane the point guard dude? The light skin yeah. dude with the Whoa. curly hair. Shane point guard for Lafleur. Listen. Yeah, he was cold. Yeah, I saw the tapes. <laughs> Handles, handles like his in person, bro. I, I never saw him in person. We ne- they didn't they didn't come to the big tournament, man. So Lafleur, I remember you talking about Lafleur was the only team. Lafleur was so good at basketball, bro. Like you didn't make the team as a as a freshman at all. That man made the team as a freshman. I'm talking. About, when we came in the game. People stood up just to see him touch the ball, like you know he about to break somebody's ankles, like some AI, some some worse than AI. So. They um, I think at the time they were like number three in the nation, and um, cause this is this is like oh three, follow three, going to spring oh four. I seen year, they were coming to the Rumble on the Ridge in Arkansas, so that's when um, we were supposed to play them, but they bagged out to play a team in Florida, so we were watching tapes. I wasn't enough. They were HL up. Man, we you know we had like them twin giants. We had two six ten players on our team. We had John Fowler. We had a, we had a legit squad. So we ended up playing the Hansborough brothers instead on ESPN, mm-hmm. and we beat them. But I just remember watching that tape, and I was like, "Oh, these niggas is cold. <laughs> like these niggas is hard." This, bro. Like, that one, you watch the video, you be like, "Oh no, these niggas. <laughs> oh, these, oh, these, these niggas, niggas cold." But but the thing <laughs> was though, we was telling coach, I like coach. All that motion shit, slow it down, ain't gonna work with these niggas. You gonna have to let us run with these boys, cause you... they, get into, they get into that press, they get into that press on deep, like them, like all that, all that shit was the truth. 
Bro, listen, man. Watching that tape, I just know they had they had this left-handed dude. No, that wasn't him. That wasn't that wasn't him. They had a real tall dude that was that was the center that was nasty as fuck, and they had a point guard with some curly hair, a light skinned dude that was hard. Those were the two that that really stood out on the tape that we the tapes that we saw. The tall nigga was dark skinned, I think. Well, yeah, on you know, a headband. I can't think of his name, but that he, he always wore a headband. Yeah, I would say that he did wear a headband, but I I can't remember. But you know, like tapes back then, he looked light skinned when we was watching that motherfucker. But I knew the point guard was a real light skinned, and he yeah. had he had them handles. <laughs> but that's not that same year that they. No, nah, it was the year undefeated. before that they went undefeated. The year they went undefeated was my junior year. So that was 04 leading to 05 or 05 leading to 06. Because my junior year, the flow Well, that was, that was, that was. And they were, ranked, they were ranked number one. They got, they ranked number one in the nation. They ended up being ranked number one in the nation. That's with uh, uh, BK, Brandon Hollinger. Uh, shout out to uh, Harry, man. Big Harry, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> they had a, they had a, they had a. The year, ooh. the year I'm talking about was 04. I mean, it was fall 03 leading up to spring 04 because I graduated high school in 04. No, you're talking about 04 going to 05. No, no, nah, nah, I'm talking about when they, we they were supposed to play them. Yeah, that, it, it, was that, it was that Christmas. Yeah, I, I was wrong. I thought you were talking about when we went to see them at the BJCC. No, no, no. When I went to see them that at the BJCC, that was 05 going to 06. That was when okay, Auburn yeah, Auburn had that left-handed dude ass that went their ass up the whole game. I'm talking about. Yeah, That's the year us and LaFleur went to state. Both our ass lost in the championship game. Bro, it was, we were so fucking sad around that bitch. Anyway, man. Now, yeah, we're going to get over there, man. Let's uh take a quick commercial break because we really didn't get into the topic I really wanted to for that half. I think we were just talking shit, but it is what it is. We'll be right back in a second. I'm going to pour me some more tequila, and I'm going to um, give Rico a shot wake his ass up. All right, man. So I'll say we'll be right back after the break. I'm not breaking up. Yo, it's the second half of the episode. It's all safety. Uh, we back up in this thing. We didn't refill these cups. And we got another topic for y'all for this second half, man. Something a little interesting. I'm pretty sure that everybody has seen this in some way, form, or fashion, whether it's on a grand scale or something that's very small, man. I, I really think this is something that's very prevalent to today's world. So, uh, Rico, man, dive into this topic and tell me, uh, where we're going with this as far as parents having total control over people's lives even after they've left the nest. I think it's just a, it's a matter like, so, you know, you got some people who they will literally let their parents control every aspect of their life. Um, and I think this, I mean, I don't know. I can't say what happened with white people's lives because I don't, I'm not, I don't deal with white people. But uh, <laughs> with, we with, know with black people, who, which is who I deal with primarily, I know one thing, I feel like the sisters in general let their mothers or or even mothers and fathers just dictate how their lives go. Like they don't they don't stray from the from the path that their parents have sought out for them or they don't want to do anything to disappoint their parents. They're always running errands for their parents. They just they they're, they're always at their parents' beck and call. And I feel like at some point you have to put your foot down and take control of your own life. Because you can't you can't live your life for other people. You can't be worried about disappointing other people so much that you disappoint yourself. Because that's where it ultimately comes back to. You're gonna look up one day, everybody gonna be happy that you did everything that they wanted you to do for them, and then you're not happy because you didn't do anything for your fucking self. You know. 
in the from my experience on this, it always happened to me with people at, in that when we were in college about disappearing, disappointing the parents. I think after a certain age of the people that I've seen around personally, after they reached reached a certain age, they was like, "Man, fuck with the parents and thank you, man. I'm out this bitch." You know what I'm saying? I got my own freedom. But you know, there were there are rare cases where you still see that a lot of uh, parents do have that control over them at, you know, at an older age. They like damn near 30 years old still thinking they can get whoopings, man. I had a dude I worked with. He was like, man, um, I really want to get another big tattoo, but my mom would kick my butt if I got another tattoo. I was like, how old are you? He's like, yeah, I turned 40 last year. But maybe it was, maybe that was just an exaggeration. No, he, he, no, no, nah, nah, man. This dude, um, he really, like, he really is is that way with his mom. Like, I want to say his mom lives with him, but she runs the house. Like, he moved her in, but she run, She pretty much runs the house, though. I mean, you have people to be like, just this is like a, a small thing to some people, but I think it's a Man. big thing because for a lot of people, it's a major purchase in life. You have people that have money to buy the car that they want and can't afford it, and it ain't going to cause them no problems whatsoever, but their parents will tell them they shouldn't buy this or they shouldn't do this and they won't buy it. You, you know what I'm saying? Or just whatever. And it's just like, hey, man, live your life and live your life how you want to live your life. Don't let other people tell you anything about what you're doing with your finances. Or You know what? It, the most is in dating. Um, There's so many people that won't date a certain person, whether it's race. Uh, uh, yeah. Whether it's about a certain social class that that person is or what job they have, just because they give a fuck what their parents think. Not because that person makes them happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that in the dating world because you remember when we were younger in college, I said, man, dating is like going to get your mom a cup of water. And I said, man, <laughs> you didn't want to bring your mom a cup of water with everybody that stuck their finger in and switched it around. You know what I'm saying? Like, Or you didn't want to bring her a cup of water that was half empty uh, or one that was overflowing. You know what I'm saying? You want to get your mom the right cup of water. You don't want it too cold. You don't want that motherfucker too hot. You want that motherfucker just right. That's about water. I, that, 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 was, that was a comparison I had in college, bro. This is something that me and Courtney talked about when we was like 21, 22 years old. And it made sense for us at the time. It's like, yeah, man, you, you know, we bring mom a cup of water. This We presenting this to her. Like we wanted to be just right to present it to mom. But shit, growing up and getting older... Mom is like, I don't give a fuck. This ain't my cup of water. I ain't drinking the shit. Why you bringing it? Why you worried about the cup of water you bringing to me that you gonna drink from? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's kind of like that situation. When me and Courtney originally talked about it, we were talking about the cup of water like it was for mom to drink. It ain't her shit to drink. <laughs> She's like, I got my cup over here. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm straight. Yeah, you bringing it home. Yeah, it look cool, but it's it's whatever's gonna make you happy. You know what I'm saying? Once you get older, but in that time frame, we were actually no, we talked about like, yeah, I want to make sure I bring a chick home to mom. Is that that'll be impressive to mom? That mom but give me the okay for. Yeah, I fell for that at some certain times. Like, yeah, you look for that ideal girl that she may dress nice or she might she knows how to wear the long dress in front of mom. But you know what I'm saying? Like, but but moms really don't care as long as you good with it. I know my mama didn't care, but as long as you good with it. Fuck it. You got it. You know what I'm saying? So in the dating world, I think it's more prevalent there versus, you know, the spending on a house or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Most of the when it comes to money like that, 
If she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. <laughs> Say what? If she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. Nah, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, the ones that I see the money judging where people like spending their money, it's always the church folks, bro. They don't want to, they they think they that most of their money should go to the church versus them spending it on themselves, man. That That's where I've seen where it comes to money. I ain't never really seen a lot of parents saying, well, a lot of people not spending because of their parents don't like the way they spend. They're not spending because... <laughs> Some financial or spiritual advisor wants them to save their money up to give it to the church. That's the only time I've seen it. I ain't seen that shit. I've seen it. I've seen it. Most of the church people, I didn't, you know, go around, you know, you get your 10%, you move on, you know, but you just, you just, well, teachers are. Yeah, I mean, I I, I had a different experience. That's why I used to look at shit like, "Mm, I don't know about that. (laughs) I don't know about that one, but. Like I said, man, I think that parents having a thumb on them, it, it really, like Courtney said, I think it's more prevalent in the dating realm there. Like, well, it's, 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 uh, it's not, to me, uh, as slippery of a slope as maybe we uh, dressing up to be because you got some parents who want to advise you in the right direction. Now, at the end of the day, you're grown, you're going to make your own decision. You should be grown to make your own decision, but you, my 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 parents have always done their best to steer me in the right direction, with, by you know let me know if I have if they want to give me if they're going to give me advice about something and you know knowing how I listen and what may be the best move for me as an adult. So not it's just, it's just what they want me to do, but it's it's just about the advice and being able to help me. I now, think of course, but we got we definitely got some who just I guess just is controlling. Look, this is what you should do, and it's the best move and. You go do it. I mean, it's just the best thing to do. But um, you know, I, I know it's a lot of parents out here who just want to uh, make sure you don't make the same mistakes that that they made. Uh, they want to uh, just help you as much as they can. You know, not without trying to necessarily. And of course, we got those ones who want to dictate you. But I'm talking about the ones who just want to want to help you along and don't want to um, don't want you making those same mistakes. Want you doing better than they uh, did and things like that. Yeah, but I, I mean, Trev, more times I've seen this before, like you said, I've seen it, uh, but the term mama's boy and daddy's girl comes from that to some degree, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you dating a woman and you can't make a decision in your household without her checking with her daddy and they undermine you every time, you're going to feel some kind of way. Same thing, vice versa. I mean, like, so just imagine you going to Kayla and you're like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, this, and that. Well, let me check with my dad for a nigga. This is our household. What are we talking about? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, that's different. So, um, that would be crazy to see something like that. No, but that's a real life thing. And there's some people that just like, like, they're so afraid of living their own life. Even if it ain't dating. Like, you, like Lenny used a tattoo thing. Like, hey, I can't. I can't go and get tattoos because I can't go in my parents' house for Thanksgiving with a tattoo on my arm or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, this is my life. What you mean? Like, listen, that's what you chose for yours. Why can't I blaze my own path? Yeah. And, I, and I, it's more prevalent for women, though. Like, women can live in their in they mom and dad house until they 30, and they still, you know. That's because society. Dad, my, my, dad, my daddy this, my daddy that. Once again, a man doing some shit like that, he a bum. And. You know, I will you say that's a cultural thing, though. Folks because you are in your folks' house as a man. Like you're in, as a man, if you're in your folks' house, you're going to listen because you're under my roof. It just it is what it is. Now, yeah, you grown technically, 
But if you under that roof, you abide by certain rules of the owner, which is your parents. So now, of course, that's different than what we're referring to to the highest degree when we're talking about just being out of the home and then they just still dictate everything you do in your life. And that's just you got to go to them first. You got to, you know, they're telling you what to do regardless. And, and almost not being in a place where they're even trying to give you advice, but just telling you. They tell you how to dress, man, how to wear your hair. I've seen that shit like that. It's crazy. Like, it's it's amazing. Like, you can't, you won't find a man dressed like that, or you won't. It's, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm, I guess I'm just a little different because like, I don't say I rebel, but, you know, I have my own mind. I, I can <laughs> got it. But at the same time, I, I'm do what works for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just saying, even if I messed up in some situations, is I'd rather do it my way to some degree. Because my life is not like your life. We don't have exactly the same exact change. I mean, challenges. We don't have almost any of the same challenges, to be honest. And then, like, I grew, when you grew up, it was a completely different world from the one that I grew up in. The world that you grew up in that shaped your belief system and that, that shaped the way you run and move your life, it's a different world now. I got to move differently because the world is different. And if you can't see that, that's fine. I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for me, like I was probably, I was probably eighty percent minimum liberated from my parents' thumb, probably by like sixteen. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then like the the other had the other twenty percent was just just it was mainly just a respect of just like what Trail was alluding to. I still live in your house. You know what I'm saying? Like you still providing a roof over my head and all this other shit. So I'm going to respect you. I'm going to listen to some of the shit that you got to say. But when I graduated high school, I think I'm, we're done here. Like we're done. Like I'm, I don't have to listen to nothing you say. And, I, and, that, and it ain't even a disrespect thing. Like it's my life now. I'm responsible for me now. So as long as I'm responsible for me, I don't feel like I need to listen or I don't, I don't have to be dictated by what anyone else tells me to do. I'll solicit you for advice and you can give me your advice on the situation and tell me how you think I should move, but you're not going to tell me how I'm going to move. There's a difference between telling me how I should move or telling me how you think I should move versus you telling me how to move. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm, I'm going to be receptive to one of those things and I'm not going to be receptive to the other unless it's how I want it to move. So if you if you telling me to move a certain direction and that's already what the fuck I was going to do anyway, then yeah, we that's cool. Alright. I'll go ahead and do that, but we gonna clash. We gonna butt heads if you just start trying to tell me what to do. I feel like um, if if you really have to tell your kid what to do, like exactly what to do when they're twenty, twenty one, twenty two, man, that means you didn't teach them. That's bullshit. I gonna say there's some people that just control. That's that's bullshit. Sometimes I mean, yeah, take, you can be controlling, but at some point, if you have to tell them what to do, but the thing is, they don't have to tell them. They're just telling them. They, they feel uh, I, do, I would say that bullshit from a standpoint of um, that person being twin twenty one. Shit, they still got they still got some growing to do. They got a lot of growing. You know what I mean? A like, lot. So you may just need you still may still need to be uh, steered in a direction. You can be uh, guided. I'm like, oh, cool. That's what I'm saying. I'm good with yeah, guidance. Direction. Yeah, I, I don't you. have any problem with guidance whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Just you're not gonna dictate my life. Did y'all? Did everybody here? Did your parents let you make your mistakes? Yes. I mean, I, 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 I think I grew up more like Rico. By sixteen, you couldn't tell me too much. Everything I did was out of respect. Yes, I mean, I, I, I was working <laughs> damn near thirty some hours a week at Real Officer and going to high school and playing football and doing all stuff like that. So I felt like I knew everything. Well, you were responsible, you know. It's certain when 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 if a parent sees you're at a you know your your capacity. Um, you know, you 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 got responsible. You, you you handle things the way that should be handled. You're responsible. You go to work. 
You go to school. I, I won't even football. say that. But I would say this. I'm, I'm not, listen, I I'm, think I'm life I'm not saying smart everybody hand. like that. It just if you see a per, a child that's responsible that can handle things maybe faster or quicker than another person of the same age who they are more childish maybe like if I see that my son is 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 like yo he's responsible I don't have to steer him in certain directions he's already showing me that he's able to handle certain things you know what I mean so I mean I feel you now like I was just saying but like I, I think I, from you know, my think own that, experience on that trail to some extent. I had to grow up fast. It wasn't a choice. So, so it was, in some ways, it was great that I had the responsibility, but to some level, it was to my detriment because I didn't have the high school experience that most people had. I had real life responsibilities. So, and see, we opposite. We can see opposite. I'm with you. I I, I respect that. Because I wasn't around. Yeah. But at the same time, I handled all my business, but it made me feel like I was a dope before I was an adult. So when I got to a certain point, you can tell me shit. The first real decision I had to make, and this is the first real decision they, my, I would say my parents allowed me to make, was the decision where I go to uh, go to college, where, 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 what scholarship I'm going to accept. They gave me that, uh, they gave me that. Uh, option to choose where I want to. They did their best to, to choose West Virginia, and I mean their best was to get me to West Virginia. That's where they wanted me to go. That's where they was really almost... It, was, it got to the point of almost trying to force me, but they was, was just... when Pat White was up there? Pat White was there, yeah. Pat White was my uh, host. But uh, him and Steve Slade. But, uh, but yeah, man, he, they, that's when I... And, and, and I, I go out. I can have a good time. I can kind of stay out a little late. and do, I can have, you know... Girls in my room. This just stuff like that. But they were still my parents. It was still respect. It was still like, listen, you go, you're still gonna do this, you know, as far as certain things that you abide by the rules of my house and that goes. And and I, I was actually, you know, I've been, you know, I was a little bit more on the childish side. Like I didn't have major major responsibilities. I earned a scholarship. Didn't have to worry about college being paid for. My my pops and my look, man, my pops and my my moms worked their ass off for years and 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 did so much to make sure that I can have a lot of things. I I wanted, as opposed to just need, and I and I, I remember I, I was I was mid, middle class sport if that makes sense. I wasn't rich sport, but I was middle class sport, man. I, you know, and 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 it I, took me long to grow up. So I may have definitely needed more guidance than you, you Courtney, for example. Who you look, you had to be a man early. You know what I'm saying? You had to be a man in your house. You had to you had to work. You had to do certain things. I man, I ain't have to work. I like I said, man. I shit. I know I was uh sport middle class sport like i know i was like you know what i'm saying um i had some growing up to do which which to me was detrimental for me like as i got older i had to come out of that sport shit and shit being handed to me and that was harder for me one they fought because they gave me the opportunities to uh excel without having to worry about a lot of shit so but it ended up being detrimental to me because i made Certain decisions that, if I made another one, maybe certain things would have happened in a uh, more positive light. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does make uh, sense. It's just two different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Because like me, think about it. I didn't have the luxury of doing anything, and those opportunities. It was just the hand that I was dealt. But like I said, the problem was it made me feel like I was growing and I was way mature than I really was. I was good for that point in life, but there's so much left, and I mean, there's so much left in life. So, but let's just say if I was dealt a silver spoon, I may have not developed the work ethic that I have. Yeah, yeah. 
So, um, it, it's a lot. I don't know. It's just trying to, as being a parent, you got to find a happy medium where they're comfortable, but they they understand that it's effort. They got to chew to this point. So, I think the ones of us as parents, we're trying to find that happy medium. I think with y'all too, man, with Courtney and Rico, y'all had, y'all did grow up fast, man. Um, I think I grew up fast in a different way. I kind of, I'm kind of like a mixture. Like I'm like more so towards trails end of the spectrum than, than y'all too. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I didn't really need to get out there and do that shit. They was giving me a chance to earn money on my own with the DJing. Like, uh, he gave me a chance to, to open up a teen club at a young age. So I w- it wasn't like I had to go do this shit. Cause if I didn't want to do any of that, I didn't, you know, it wouldn't, it would have never happened. Um, but I was out there earning money at a, at a young age. I was out here shit, man. We was going to the liquor store with Letterman jackets on. Like, <laughs> we was gro- <laughs> like it, it, it was wild, man. Like when I look back on it, I'm like, damn, we was really doing a lot of college shit. Not before we got to college. Like, so, you know, drinking and shit like that when we got to college, yeah, that was a part of the college experience. But, I mean, for us, it was just another thing for us, man. So, I mean, that that type of freedom uh, or the ability to make those decisions on your own or, or get out there and earn money to buy things on your own, I had that, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like it was mandatory for me to get out there on my own like that, if that makes sense. Like, like I didn't, like what, what Courtney was saying, like Courtney was telling me his story. He was like, yeah, bro, I had to go to work 30 hours a week in high school. I had to go to high school, go to football practice and work 30 hours a week at Red Lobster. It's like, oh, well, I went to school. I went to practice, but I ain't had to DJ to the weekends. And I didn't really have to do that shit. It was, it was something yeah. that I wanted to do. And my parents let me do it. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was a, it was a freedom thing. So you know, like that, staying out late and stuff like that. That's some shit I had been doing since I was like 14, 15 years old. So it, it, it's a, it's a different dynamic of me being out there grinding and getting and earning money at an early age versus me having to do that or having to fend for myself. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to fend for myself like. You know, but, the, the experience that y'all had. Like, it's... it's, it's I oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, bro. No, I'm just saying, like, we got the spectrum we have on this show. Like, Trail's like, hey, straight up. My parents, I was good. Like, I, I, I had a totally different experience than that. Like, that ain't that ain't my shit. Like, I hear, Re- I hear Rico's story. Rico was in the house by himself. <laughs> it's like... It's like, nigga, my daddy was never there. He'll come back and check on me. I'm like, are you still alive, nigga? All right, and then cool. you got to say, like, it's not, but his dad was in his life. It's just his daddy was, you know. Yeah, yeah. Was, his dad was just liberal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know. But the thing about it is, and the reason why I even brought up that part of it, not to say, oh, there's a struggle or making some type of story or some shit like that. It's just saying that as a, a man growing up, is already hard. For a woman to try to raise you and keep a thumb, keep a, a hold on your ass. But then when you feel like you've grown in those situations, it was no, there was nothing she can do. Be honest with you, and one shit she can tell me. It was at one point. The this, good thing about it, I was actually a good kid and was respectable. But at the same time, when it came to some level of control, I can be honest with you. My mama had no control over me since I was sixteen. 
It's just that I made good decisions along the way. And that's what it is to me. It never showed his face. But me being honest with myself, ain't one shit that nobody can say to me. Be real with you. And probably if you go to Davidson, I remember like when they had North Alabama up there recruiting me, Southern Miss, one of them, one of them told them that I wasn't coachable. And it was the truth. It was some it was some level of truth. How the hell am I a student up there? But on the football field, I'm a terror. It was because, like, look, if I didn't respect you, it was fuck you. And, like, if I didn't respect you, whether you're an adult or whatever, something like that, I wouldn't go out of my way to disrespect you, but I didn't listen to shit you had to say. So, at some point, I was uncoachable. But it's like, it is what it is. So, these people are, are the gatekeepers to the next part of my life. But I didn't respect them because they did a whole lot of fuck shit. But at the same time, I still had to be in some whatever child's place because they didn't do it directly to me. I just didn't respect them as men. I got a question. How long did it take you to realize that? Like, when did you come to the realization, like, damn, they might have had some truth behind saying I wasn't coachable? Honestly, that probably hit me probably within the past, I'd probably say 30, to be honest with you. Because, like, it's so many things, like, even with friendships and shit, there's some shit y'all can't tell me. And and it's because it was just Yeah, but we'll beat your ass, though. That's different. Try, <laughs> but uh, it's just it's just some things that like man. It, I think when I started self reflecting, like okay, cool. I think you remember at one point when y'all met me, I blow up a bridge at the moment. Either I, I rock with you, or I don't. You want no in between. And if you cross me, I let you know it's a problem. And um, and I remember when um, matter of fact, it was a moment when I came back to Birmingham. Y'all know. And then I just started doing more self-reflecting, like, damn, how did I get back in this spot or whatever the situation is? Everybody else can't be the problem. I got to do some self-reflecting for myself. And that's that's why I feel like I grew as a man. Um, when I stopped, even though people wrong you, it's still uh, you handle certain situations. So it made me reflect on, okay, cool, everybody else is not the problem. Sometimes how you handle or respond to certain situations allow you to grow. In more ways than one. And so, honestly, I probably said at some point at 30 is when I kind of start looking at shit like, damn, yeah, I, I, I could have did something better in this situation. Or I could have handled this situation better. Or I, I should have listened. Like, um, one of my favorite songs by Lil Flip is I should have listened. Because um, that shit real. Because we think we know so much shit. Yeah. Life experiences tell you that you don't know shit. Yeah, you know shit. Listen, but no. I I will say hey, I feel on that shit when you get to the point where like regardless, like a person when you get to that point of a motherfucker can't tell you shit because I, I don't mind getting advice from my friends. I hit you, hey bro, what you you know? Yeah, you do that. You know, do I do that. You know, and, I, and I, I'll be honest because I, I I I need to make I need to to me that's just growing. You know what I'm saying? Especially if I'm if I'm. If your circles, uh, if, if your circles legit like that, you can yeah, no, you can reach out to them, man. Like, like it's, that's nothing for me. Like, you know, that's, yeah. that's easy. But it is it, is if I'm if I'm just you know double minded about some shit. Okay, may, let me look at it from this point. Let me see. Hey, Como, real quick, bro. Something like that, whatever it may be. But if it don't, get, all three of you niggas can tell me some shit, <laughs> and y'all niggas know this. If I'm if I'm just whatever. I'm stuck on it. Y'all three to y'all niggas say, bruh, whoop the whoop. Fuck y'all. Y'all bullshit. Nah. <laughs> that's not it. Like, I don't. That's that, not. That's, how, that's called being like, an individual, man. That, We're, like, I, that's not how I see this. We're still individuals and, at and, the end and, of the day. And, and I don't, you know, like I said, that's not literal, like, fuck y'all, but it's like, nah, I, I still see it this way. Right. And that, it depends on what we're talking about, you know, like I said, but for the most part, man, I'm coachable to life. 
what? you know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't mind getting that constructive criticism, that 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 advice, maybe to look at it from another spectrum or whatever it may be. Because you know, I, I can I can get in my ways easily. I'm gonna go around the room. When you went to college, who came and dropped you off, and what was the talk before they left? Uh, my pops took me up. There wasn't really no, there wasn't really no talk before he left, man. Because as as we discussed, I I basically been on my own like the whole time. He he knew I'm good. Call me if you need me, nigga. Like that's it. That's that's really that's really all the talk. Short, short to the point. All yeah. right, Trail. When you got dropped off at college, what was the talk before they left you there? My uh, pops and my deuce both dropped me off. Um, oh, both of them came up. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you know my, you know my dude. Y'all nigga know how my yeah, shit. I know my deuce cool, but y'all know that yeah, my baby, my my deuce pops both. You know, they, you know, they they both dropped me off, and it was one of them pops handing me a stack and was like, uh, make smart decisions <laughs> and work hard and. You know, I did neither for a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> so for for a lot of that, I did neither. Nah, <laughs> man. Listen, I, I still tell we still listen. We still tell a story to this day about my freshman year that I would intentionally skip a practice because, like, I'm you know, even though you know I'm a freshman in college and shit, we you know we scout team niggas and shit. We ain't important. And then that thing, you know, it's like, man, fuck this. Like, I'm sick. I don't, I ain't, like, bro, I'm really, like, you know, a lot of this shit was crazy. Trill, they're going to make you the, you going to actually be the main person to do such, oh, okay, I'm going to come to practice then. Like, like, something like that. Oh, Trill, like, it's four people, they bought, they bought four freshmen up to travel to games. And you one of them, your jersey here. Oh, damn, I wish I would have told me. <laughs> I ain't go. Like, I, I, it was really shit like that, bro. Like, I. <laughs> niggas, niggas was wild, man. Niggas wild, bro. Niggas, niggas wild, bro. Nigga be talking to me to this day, bro. bro your ass really used to miss a practice, just like, just didn't go, bro. Nah, I remember <laughs> it was an important piece of some shit, like. Yeah, crazy, yeah, bro. You, you, you was tripping. Bullshit. Yeah, you was bullshit. Bullshit. Man. Nah. <laughs> bullshit. I remember getting dropped off. It was, it was me, my dad, my my little cousin Nick came with me came with my dad and me so we i was driving my little grand prix me and nick in there we bumping some music my pops was behind me in a different car he driving because i I, you know, I brought my car we got to the dorm hickson hall moved in got my shit in there man pops was like all right man you're gonna need a little refrigerator we went to walmart on lakeshore got some, got a refrigerator and some groceries Got back to the dorm. My mama didn't even come. My mama just said, all right, man, I'm going to holler at you. <laughs> like she, she gave me a hug before we left Arkansas. I was like, all right, man, uh, when you coming back home, Christmas? Don't, nah, you ain't got to come for Thanksgiving. She was telling me, you ain't even got to come for Thanksgiving. Just make sure you're here for Christmas. And um, I just remember my pops had, because I went to college at 17. And so my little cousin was there. Rest his soul, man. R.I.P. Nick. Love you, bro. But like, I just remember he just he he when he got into the room he said man you 17 about to turn 18 I need you to mentally turn 21 this year uh you on your own we ain't gonna be checking in on you 
you got what you need. Hey man, just just it's kind of like the same shit that your dad told you. Make some good decisions. Mm-hmm. Like man, it's it's like a different gambit of of this. Like I want to know if this is like a generational, not generational. Well, let me see. Is is this a cultural thing? As far as like, oh, you on your own when you eighteen? Is that some shit that we as black people only do? Listen, I don't. I, I think it's more prevalent because we 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 black and we really around each other. We hear that more so and, and things. So I don't. I don't think necessarily that it's only prevalent to us. But I will say, you know, I think that is not a horrible statement. Now, do I think that you know we need to make sure we are making sure that these kids and everybody's prepared when they're eighteen? And if they're not, okay, listen, they have to, we have to make sure we still coach them up. They need more time and, and be there for them, things like that. But, you know, I, I, want, want, I do really believe at the same time that we should make sure we still, um, you know, not coddling. And I'm just leave it like that. I don't have to go into details as far as, you know, somebody, they, hey, look, you 18, you out the house. Nah, I'm not saying that. But, you know, I, I want to make sure, you know, I, I state that I do think, you know, we – Got to make sure we, we preparing motherfuckers by the time they get 18. We preparing motherfuckers by the time they get 19. And that's preparation. Um, you know, things like that. But like I said, just to say, nah, you look, 18, you out the door? Nah, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't believe in that. Courtney, Cause, you, cause you I hear. I have a like that, but you know. So, Courtney, you're here. We were talking about what was your experience when you got dropped off of college? Like, how did that go? Rigo said Pops came. His mama didn't come. Pops just told him, said, hey, man, holler at me if you need me. Pops brought me a refrigerator, some groceries. Hey, man, you turn you seventeen, turn to eighteen. I need you to turn twenty one mentally. You grow no. up, Honestly, my, my shit was I was over prepared if anything because uh, my mom didn't drop me off, my two sisters dropped me off, and um, and then I got it worked all summer and uh, saved up money and and when we went shopping at Walmart. The motherfucker about had me by every. You remember what my damn dumb room looked like? It looked like somebody's apartment. So I had way more shit. They went there and bleached the whole goddamn room, did all this other shit like that. But once they did all this stuff, they're like, well, you know, it's been real. And it wasn't no speech, it wasn't no advice, it wasn't no shit like that. They were just like, hey, welcome. And that was it. <laughs> so- I mean, it wasn't shit. It wasn't nothing else they talked about. They just cleaned the room. Took me to Walmart and one shit else to talk about. Tony worked with the uh, head epidemiologist of the state of Alabama. Now, an epidemiologist that's for the state is probably bringing in two, two hundred grand a year, two fifty. Her parents owned the purple owns the Purple Onion brand in Birmingham. Oh, uh, whoever the girl is, she said her oh. her parents owns Purple Onion, all of them. She lived at home until she was 32. She went to college for undergrad, got her master's. She was working as the head epidemiologist of the state and was still living at home with her parents and was still working at the Purple Onion on weekends. Stacking, stacking. So when it was time, when she finally said, Dad, I found the right person, the person she was dating, uh, at the time, he was living at home with his parents. And he was stacking up money. He had a good job, whatever, whatever. They paid for their wedding on their own. They bought a house together on their own. I think one, she said they paid cash for it once she was able to get out of her parents' house. And it, it's just a, 
And when once they got out the house, they was ready to have kids. So she, at 32, she got married, bought a house, bought a new car, paid for the wedding out, out of their own pockets, didn't have to lean on nobody else to pay for the wedding, whatever, whatever. And <laughs> and um like I said, man, they they ready to have kids and they they're they're set financially for that. It's one of those things what I'm saying is like, do we put do we push our kids out way before their it, and and I I want to say it always happens in the black community where we like all right man you on your own like a lot of black folks when they have when they're in a situation where they need to come home and stay with their people they're still well, financially no hear, hear me out hear me out they're still financially responsible for helping out with their parents household versus yeah I'm I'm, I'm good you're here I'm gonna have to pay these bills whether you're here or not. You ever, I, I ever heard that? You ever heard? You know, I uh, heard from different teammates. I'm gonna say it this way: a lot of them, and I'm talking about my white teammates. Just a lot of them was like, you know, I don't think I got to worry about you know when I, you know, get ready to get out, you know, make sure I got a decent job, or you know, my dad got this lined up for me, or do do do. You know, my parents are gonna pay for the wedding. They already said they go do do do. They had to go put the down payment on the house. Like I don't know if y'all have you know some white friends but i have some that was just like I, it was it was a normal thing to hear that my parents are going to pay for the 20 30 not 20 to 30 thousand dollar down payment on my home and my wedding will be paid courtney what they sound like josh what's that what's, what's his name josh that we used to hang out with yeah josh yes it's a socioeconomic it's thing it's yeah i'm just saying it was just different they had because an advantage Cause I know a bunch of black people that had that same circumstance, and they they didn't rush their kids out because they know that that comes with financial strife and credit issues and all these unnecessary risks, and that 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 pretty much going to put you behind um, the eight ball in life financially. So they allow them to stay at home and not stay in the dorm, or let them stay with them at the graduation, get on their feet, whatever situation it is, and then when they strike out, they're in a good position. I mean, I think that's more of a class thing, not necessarily a black or white thing, because if you're poor, your kid technically will be, will be some level of a liability in the way that they're going to view them. Like, you're in the house, I got that's another mouth I got to feed, or you're draining the bill. So, you 18, you can provide for yourself. That's what I think it is. I think it's more of a classism type thing. I was, just, I was just asking. I mean, I, I'm, I, it, was, it was worth the conversation, man, because I feel like maybe it's because most of the people that I'm just I see this with we're in the same class. So, you know, I see it where like, hey man, you 18, it's time to go get out there and get it on your own. You know what I'm saying? It's time to get, you know, stand on your own two feet is what they call it. You know what I'm saying? So it might be that I'm in that class and I see it a lot it, around my peers because we're in the same what socio socioeconomic socioeconomic class so if we're in the same earning brackets then of course you're going to have some of the same issues if you're living in the same area Rico made a great point earlier when he talked about the way we grew up was different how the way these kids are growing up it's different right absolutely Absolutely. the way our parents and their parents grew up maybe blacks had to look 
you got to grow up faster. Well, shit, the way our parents, my parents grew up or ours, they was probably earning, having to go work. Like, I know my dad was actually working in the fields with his parents. Yeah, yeah, forever. Like that, I mean. So, you know, it's different now. Like that's, so that's why that's why we probably hear that because when they was coming up, look, your ass got to be ready to people be you know. Your ass, yeah, that's, look, you got to be on it. You know what I'm saying? You especially when you hear this, I know you heard you a black man. You know what I'm saying? You already gonna have the world against you anyway, so you got the point A, point B, point Z, all that. So you know that's why I say that's what that's another point to this topic to me. That's why we probably have heard. I right, look when you when you 18, you got the dope because shit. When they were 16, they were getting married and they was working at the age of 12 and shit like that. You know, going into the armies and navies when they had no business being there fighting. But anyway, that's, and that's a valid point, Drew. It is, but from from that same standpoint, though, back when they had to step out on their own and make a few dollars on their own, the dollar stretched a lot further than it did. That is true. Us. Absolutely true. You just want to disagree with me, then? No, I'm not this disagreeing. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you, perspective. You quiet all fucking night, and you ain't living. You just, did you just hear this Como just say I had a great point, but you just had to come and say some shit, didn't you? You it, had to come down behind me just to goddamn prove me wrong. Y'all trying to fuck, bro. No, not at all. They grew up in a different world in a different time. So their mentality, that's what I'm saying. They have a mentality that was shaped by the life that they lived, and then they try to force it off on you, and you don't live the same life. You don't live in the same time that they live. Ain't nothing the same. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm like, they, they, we as a people have to get out of our own life, life experiences and understand that other people have different life experiences and respect that shit. My yeah. dad, yeah, my dad was able to pay for we. It's four of us. It's four kids. It's the same bills our parents pay. This, this ain't the same, bro. It ain't the same. They're, they're it's, first, it's just facts. He said his first mortgage was two hundred and seventeen dollars a month. Give me a two hundred for a four bedroom house, bro. Two hundred seventeen dollars for a four bedroom house. Buy you a bathroom right now. Like do y'all y'all not understand? He was able to do that, pay for my mom to get her undergraduate and graduate degree, all the way up to a master's degree in the army. Now, of course, the army with her him being active military. Army, your dad was doing a lot of different stuff too, though. Your dad was a hustler. I mean, no, no, he was just well. He say he was just primarily army. So, based on this. He's paying for mom's college out of his army check. He's paying for the mortgage. He's taking care of us. Like mama wasn't working a lot of those times that we were we were traveling and doing shit. Now, it's, like it's four of us. You know what I'm saying? It's four of us at home. Like, and then we're like my the oldest sibling is ten years older than me. So it's it's two of them, like it's ten years, eight years, and then me and Joy are like two years apart. So it's kind of like a gap in between. But like it's she was always at home with one of us. <laughs> like it's yeah. with it being four of us that that far apart, ten years apart. Yeah, and it's just like, dog, he was able to do that off of one salary. You try to put a motherfucker with one salary in a four bedroom house today, he better be making three hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Mm. Yeah. To, four to, house. Think about four it. Four house, four miles to feed, five including yourself, and a master's degree. Going through school in general, yeah. You paying for college? You paying for four miles to feed in a four bedroom house? Your average four bedroom house right now is running almost damn near two hundred seventy five thousand dollars. I'm about to say three three fifty at this point, bro. It's a little bit higher right now. Like, it's, <laughs> shit. 
different, ain't it? It's, it's different. Depending on, what depending on the location and shit. It's different, yeah. man. I, I mean, I, I, I just remember, like, telling him, like, you know, for them, it was go to college, get a degree, get a job, and you good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't the same no more. Like, you... If they say... <laughs> it, 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 it ain't the same. These ain't the same bills, man. Like, like... Power bills now, like my dad's telling me that their power bill in the wintertime, sometimes, man, us kids, we had to kick in on it just to take care of them. Like, and and he's, it ain't like they broke. It's just that <laughs> nigga, they live in Arkansas where it gets cold, it get cold in the winter, it's, it's hot as hell in the summer. So that AC's running all summer and the heat is running all winter. They, I remember their power bill was like $375 one month. And then it was like four twenty the next month, and mom was like, and they, you know, they don't want to talk to us about it. They were like, nah, we, we got y'all out of the house. We can take care of ourselves. That, that's the kind of shit that they on. It was like, uh, mom, y'all be about that shit high as fuck. <laughs> like, like luckily you got four kids. <laughs> like they, they're doing pretty decent. They can kick back a hundred dollars for you to get this bill paid. But nigga, four fifty for a fucking power bill is re- it's crazy. Yeah, I think everybody here is well, Rico's the only person that ain't been to Arkansas, which we got to change that shit. Like, that house takes a lot of money to heat and cool. It's a nice, it's, it's a nice size, too, man. Yeah, it's, it's a nice size house, but like, it, you know, one thing, my AC still running in, 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 in the winter. Fuck y'all. Yeah, your ass, boy. Listen, what's up, wrong with y'all? You bring ass to my house, you better come with a blanket. Nigga, you better come with a heated blanket. Oh, yeah, <laughs> You better come with something, man. But yeah, man, it's it's a different man. Like I can't imagine growing up in the, in the world that my kids are about to grow up in. Like uh, with the he, the they, the pronouns that they have to abide by. Like they're they're growing up in a such a t- huh? Is it true they don't learn cursive? They don't learn cursive in school no more. I, I don't know. I, I I gotta I gotta ask because Reagan's at the age oh. where they when do we learn cursive? Fourth grade, right? Third grade. Uh, yeah. Falcon was learning it oh. last year. Yeah, last year they was teaching Falcon cursive at his. Oh, school. In the second grade, I remember seeing someone oh. like what these kids ain't like they ain't doing cursive no more and shit like that. But okay. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, just keeping it. It's it's cool to know how to do it. I guess, but ain't no use in it. I mean, like yeah, we, it really it really don't. Think about it. When the last time you wrote cursive? Easily still be just writing it. Like there's no point in having a signature. But but besides your signature, when is the last time you just wrote in cursive? I still write in cursive naturally. Like if I have to write something, it's more like it's in cursive because it's just for me. It's in gray. Like there are times I will write, just write it out. But it's just a habit to write it in cursive. It's almost in my mind quicker. So for me, I don't know why, but. I mean, I guess for, you know, us being where we're at, I've always wrote in just clean print. So to yeah. be actually left, because everybody's cursive is not legible. Hey, hey, I'm with you. You're right. Like everybody. So my cursive may be legible to me. Right. Yes. But yeah. it may not be legible to next. So I just write in plain print. So that's just that's just where I'm at. Yeah, with it, I always prefer to write in print. And then like, you know, we in the we in the technology age. I can't remember the last time that I just really just sat the fuck down and decided to write something with a pen or a pencil. Cause like nah, I like I used to have tons of fucking poetry books, like actual, you know, yeah, loose leaf paper and all of this other shit. Like now nah, it's all on my phone, man, on Google Drive and all this other stuff. I just write it on I'm my phone. Write poetry. Everybody poetry. Poetry ass nigga. Yep. <laughs> 
So just, just imagine like our technical ceiling was LimeWire and Napster. <laughs> <laughs> and and no, then, uh, now, let, think about Microsoft it, Word. We did Microsoft Suites. Now let, let, let's not. Hey, well, now, now listen. You remember? Do you remember the first time you learned how to set up something in Excel? Yeah, Excel, PowerPoint, all that shit. PowerPoint, like, dude, putting a PowerPoint together at school was like next level shit. Yeah, and it was, These ag- it was aggravating. Do, they could do movies on their cell phone now. Apps, just an app. They don't even got to pay for this shit. But like, I, if I'm, when we were learning to do little shit like that, we actually had to do the what's that shit was called? We had to do the coding. Yes. Like when they search, we had to do the coding. Like that's why I fucking forgot that shit because like I'm not gonna remember how to do this coding shit. Now if I had to really stuck with it, <laughs> that would have been a to code. Shit, nigga, you making six figures out of whatever. You just if you learn how to code. I mean, up here, uh, I don't know what they got where you at, but up here they got uh, they got a uh, they got coding boot camps everywhere. You can yeah, no, they they look. You can look on Instagram, learn how to code, starting off six figure salary. Like yeah, because no no experience necessary. Pay for like, oh, over and that yeah. that's down here. Watch. Say what? That's gonna oversaturate the market. And the rate for a coder is gonna go down because it's gonna be some of the people that can do it. In theory, I agree. The only reason I would I ain't gonna say disagree, but think that it's a chance that you that it might be wrong is because the war every single fucking thing that can become digital, they are finding a way quickly to make it digital, and it's gonna be you need enough people to take care of all this shit, bro. Like it, it's it's ne- never gonna be too many coders. Uh, the reason why I also would disagree with that, just like at that point where college was the thing that they put people out there for. But when you get so many bachelor degrees, then okay, then you got to raise the bar. Then you got to be okay, got to be a master degree. Then you got to be a PhD. Yeah. And you got to be this. So whenever you have too many people that have whatever that qualification is, then they're, then like you can start lowballing people for the shit. Or then move the bar somewhere else because technology is going to evolve. And it's gonna it's gonna require something else. That's not necessarily that. I agree with you. What I'm saying is like there's so many there's 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 very little people that have the patience to code. You know what I'm saying? And, and and actually stick with it. So like even though it seems like the field might get oversaturated, it won't because a lot of people go into it and even though they're making a lot of money, they don't want to do it. Or they'll go into the boot camp and they'll end up dropping out of the boot camp because they don't want to do it. I'm speaking to him directly for myself. I've been the ones because I'm like, nah, this ain't, this ain't it. It ain't for me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't want to fucking do it. And I and I, I got I got other homeboys that's in the same boot camp as me. It's like, nah, that ain't my thing. Uh, other people started class like, so you just know it's like it's some real specialized shit. But also, it takes a special person to want to sit there and do that shit. Correct. So I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't think it'll be get oversaturated because it's not for everybody by no stretch of the imagination. Remember this conversation five years from now. <laughs> of course. Y'all want to hear? Y'all want to hear a drunk story? Go ahead. Go yeah, off. Come on. What up? We got we got we got it in in uh half shell, didn't we? Yes, we did, sir. I'd like to thank you <laughs> and all the oysters that died that day. I sat down, bought bought a shot. All right, I'm going to tell this. I'm going to get my normal food. I'm going to get all of my stuff. Keep in mind, this whole time, Como, my other partner, Justin, these niggas like, nigga, why do it say you've been at half-shell or top for 30 minutes when you said you was going at 530? I'm like, damn. I thought y'all was almost saying y'all was going to be busy. Both of these niggas, Como and Justin, cussed me out. Like, nigga, nah, nigga, we said we coming. We, 
Give us a minute. Like, whatever. Nigga, you been there. I was like, my bad, bro. I'm like four, five shots in. <laughs> I done got down, sat down with uh, uh, drinking and shit. She and her friend and her dude sat next to me like, oh, that look good. I was like, yeah, nah, it's straight. That's a little Cabo tequila. Oh, you want to know? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> and bought me a shot bottle when we got down had one. Appreciate you. Went on about our business. So I'm about five, six shots in. Como get up, my nigga Justin get up. We move seat down now, whatever. I didn't pay. They just the dude like, man, go and pay for your tab pill for some reason, whatever. I think I, you know, tab like two something, pay for the tab, moved on. Stat down on just saw the whole new tab. We, you know, Como, what we were doing, man, having a good time, some good conversation, drinking, eating good, whatever. Boom, boom, boom. Left up. Me and my brother, my brother pulled up. Got my brother pulled up. Chaney pulled up. Left up, got down after kicking it, whatever. We done messed around, went to, uh, we going to the Irish pool, a little spot, we just go and kick it. I decided to stop by Urban something, I forgot the name of the bitch, but it's right there, Urban something. And go in there, and I see some, I see some J's. Yeah, I, I bullshit y'all not. I bought these, all, the black and white 12s, you know, the black on the top and the white on the bottom. And I bought the, uh, what these, the three, the red accent or whatever. You know, must be, you know, three something piece. I just want to say how the fact that I just found out that these black and white twists releasing tonight and that they're two ten, I'm really, <laughs> depressed. <laughs> I'm really depressed. Now, if I'm really even more depressed, I want y'all to understand that if I'm not mistaken, my my lady said, "Babe, don't you got both of these?" And I'm like, "Damn, did I buy both of these bitches? Like, it's do I have these bitches back at my at the house in Florida? Like, I'm really bugging right now. I read, I like, yo, I think I actually have the." Both I think you got those black and white twelves, bro. <laughs> and if I'm now the black and white ones may actually be not in the best shape. Now don't get it twisted; they actually might be in good shape. Now, but I think I got them threes too. But I think <laughs> I got the blue accent in them threes. If I'm not mistaken. So I'm hoping when I get back, <laughs> I'm hoping I got the blue accent. I don't have the exact same pair of shoes. I'm gonna be so pissed, bro. <laughs> don't be pissed reselling. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, I, I, yeah. Cause look, say it again, Lenny. They had the all look. They had the white and black twelve, but they had them in the left. I want them them white and black ones. You know, the all white with the black accent, uh, twelves. So they ain't had them in my size. I just wanted to say how I done paid seven some hundred dollars off of being drunk. I'm telling y'all this right now. If I was sober, I would have never bought these shoes. I don't go fuck. <laughs> I walk in that bitch with my brother. My brother said, "Bro, you about to spend? Boy, you trip." <laughs> I done looked at them. You want to try them on? Nah, let me just get them. Put them up there. Three some. Boom. Credit card. Swipe. Just because I was drunk, bro. I just want to say that's why I don't be drinking because I do stupid shit. That was stupid. There's no point. There was no need that, me. That's get, almost get like. Going, that's I'm going to go on a vacation and I'm going to spend $700. Hey, that, that was uh, almost like. Hey, Look, I had the cool twelve hundred between the bar and between them shoes. I didn't spend the cool twelve hundred. Like hey, Trill, that's almost like um that night we was at Boogaloo. <laughs> epic, 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 epic night, man. Epic. Oh man, listen, man, we gonna wrap this show up for the week, man. It's your boy DJ Lenny. We gonna go around the room, tell the people what you need to tell them before we get up out of here, man. I feel like every time we have a show, 
lately I've, I have to come back to these police officers in Uvalde, but that shit really bothers me, man. And I say it before, every single hey, pussy. bit of information that comes out about this shit, it just gets worse and worse and fucking worse. And, like, they just released these videos of these motherfuckers from inside the school and the police officers. While these kids is getting shot up, these motherfuckers is on social media. They're checking their phones. They got them getting hand sanitizer. They just hanging out in the hallways. There's no sense of urgency. Nobody fucking cares, man. You, there's gunshots going on. There's kids dying. And these motherfuckers are acting like nothing is happening. And... Jesus Christ. I just feel like these these parents in that town, somebody, if if any parent decides to just take it upon themselves and start offing the motherfuckers, they well within their right. Shit, that's tough, bro. Something new every time, bro. I ain't, damn. Niggas on social media. Bro, the nigga in, dog, they standing in the hallway. One nigga just said, let me go get some hand sanitizer on my hands real quick. I know we in the middle of a crisis and shit, man, but you know we just gonna sit out here. No, nah, it it looks so cavalier, bro. Like I don't know if you've seen the video, but it's like, bro, y'all just sitting out here chilling, checking their phones. Oh, I got another update about this fucking shooting that I'm at. <laughs> like, like, what? What are you checking? This nigga down here killing kids, bro. You hear him in there shooting each and every last one of these kids up, bro. And y'all out here checking phones. Anyway, man, go go ahead, man. What y'all got to say to the people, man? Keep going. It's on you, Trail. Oh, man. Um, by the time we come back next episode, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, excuse me, I think I'm going to be retiring myself as the number one sex symbol. I don't know what I'm going to call myself moving forward, but I think I'm going to retire to being the number one sex symbol. It was fun while it lasted. Uh, no more pictures. Pictures with the panties. Uh, you know, I may have it on a shirt soon. Uh, off safety merchandise coming soon. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to retire number one six seven because at this point I don't want it no more. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man, uh, outside of that, for these people dying for these babies get got killed, for these families, man. That's all I can say, man. Come where you at? Uh, man, I don't really have too much on my head. Uh, um, now that I'm thinking about it, live your life, man. Uh, we talked about parents having their own experience and allowing them to guide you through life. It's cool because they experience some things that you haven't experienced. But at the same time, like Rico said, they're not living in the same climate. Okay to make decisions for yourself and even make some mistakes. But, you know, you only have one life to live. And don't live it based on being afraid to disappoint your parents um, based on whatever standard they set for you, man. Live your life. Be happy. Be fruitful. Do whatever you want to do. I ain't going to say to do whatever you want to do. But to some extent, have some level of respect for the effort they put into you. But be your own person. So I think it's so many different things in life that's going to try to control you. And that shouldn't be one of them. So. That's all I got to say. And shout out to all the bald-headed hoes in these streets. <laughs> what about the hoes that got hair? 
That ain't bald head. But then fucking you got a fucking nigga with a hairline. <laughs> oh. Anyway, man, it's your boy DJ Lenny, man. We about to get about this thing. I'll save you another week, another episode, another day, another dollar, man. Tell a friend, hey, no, tell a friend about the show. Huh? What's on your mind? Oh, man, what's on my mind? I fucking hate moving. <laughs> I fucking hate moving. No, listen, hold up. I got to stop this shit. Hold on. I was playing the music. I hate moving with a passion. Anything with relocating, moving, lifting. I had hired movers and I still did a lot of work because I didn't want them to go over into the, the premium cost for them to be here. Like $800 was spent on them to come and help. Now, it was a well $800 spent. I'm going to I'm going to say it was a very well $800 spent. But next move I'm going to spend probably like two stacks. I don't want to live shit. I know that I know that real, bro. I don't want to live shit, man, cuz nigga, I hate fucking moving. That's what really grinds my gears right now. And uh <laughs> <laughs> like listen bro I don't even want to call my friends really to help me move like that because I hate moving you know what I'm saying like nah I'm gonna try to find some movers and I'm gonna move the little small shit on my own I literally just want to pack up my guns my safe and a pair of clothes for the next day and then everything else get moved I really that's the only thing I really want to move right now if I ever if, you know once it's time for me to move you know I hate moving. But uh yeah, fuck them uh officers down there in Uvalde. Um what else has been going on? Oh, um shout out to uh what what's the name? Tristan Thompson. <laughs> he got two babies on the way. One by uh Chloe and the one by Chloe is a uh is a surrogate though. But I'm saying though, he got two on the way. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is, man. One by Chloe, one by another little. But you know, he just had one where a girl said her income is zero. And she expects him to pay $570,000 a year in child support. Yeah, she said her expenses are seven, well, 8000 a month. But her income is zero. Like how you get eight thousand a month in expenses and you ain't got no fucking job? You expect him to pay around fifty-seven thousand a month, basically type shit. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she said, uh, based on what he makes, he he should pay me this amount, and the courts are probably gonna give it to him. It is what it is, um, man. The queen of child support is uh, the baby mother of uh, Blake Griffin and Matt. Is it Matt Liner? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Line and Blake Griffin got the same baby mama between them. Three kids between them. Thank the baby mama. I'm talking about bringing in close to a million a month. <laughs> and this has been years ago, so <laughs> I was mm. like, ooh, <laughs> ain't <Yeah>. no way. <laughs> All right, man. We ba- yeah, that she went in. But anyway, let's get up out of here, man. A hey, uh, Baltimore Ravens, stop playing with that boy and give him his goddamn money. All right, we out this thing. Well, listen. Alright, cool. Damn! Damn, I'm a two. Alright. Damn!